Chapter Nine of *The Story of a Candy Rabbit* by Laura Lee Hope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. At the party, Patrick, the gardener, had set his wheelbarrow down to rest just as he came under the bathroom window of Madeline's house, and Patrick had his back turned and was looking at Carlo, the little dog, chasing his tail just when the candy rabbit fell into the grass. So Patrick did not see what had happened. "'But I know what has happened,' said the sweet chap to himself. "'Only for the soft grass I would have broken all to pieces. I wish I dared call out and tell Patrick I am here. But I dare not. I must keep still and say nothing.' "'Well, I must hurry along and give this grass to the pony,' said the gardener, after he had seen Calico catch his tail. "'The pony must be hungry.' Over across Madeline's yard to the yard where the pony lived in a little stable, went Patrick with the wheelbarrow full of grass and the candy rabbit. Only, of course, Patrick did not know he had the sugary fellow. "'Well, how are you, little pony?' cried the jolly Patrick, when he reached the stable. The pony gave a soft little whinny in answer. "'I have some nice grass for you,' went on Patrick. "'Nice sweet green grass that I myself cut off the lawn. You shall eat it all up.' Once again the little horse talked in the only way he could make Patrick understand, which was by whinnying. He meant that he would be glad to eat the grass. "'But I hope he doesn't eat me,' thought the candy rabbit. "'It is lucky I can speak and understand animal talk. When I get in the pony's stall I'll call out and ask him not to chew me up with the grass.' But the candy rabbit did not have to do this. For when Patrick began to take from the wheelbarrow the grass he had gathered for the pony, the gardener saw something gleaming in the sunshine amid the green stems. "'Hello, what's this?' cried Patrick, leaning over to take a better look. "'What's this in my grass? Can it be a glass bottle? If it is, it's a good thing I didn't give it to the pony, or he might have cut himself on it.' Patrick took the shining object from the midst of the grass. In an instant he saw what it was. "'A candy rabbit! Madeline's candy rabbit!' cried the gardener. He knew it very well, just as he knew the sawdust doll, the lamb on wheels, and the bold tin soldier. Madeline had often showed Patrick her candy rabbit. The pony was soon fed, and then, with the candy rabbit in his pocket, and slowly wheeling the empty barrow, Patrick made his way to Madeline's house. He knocked at the back door, and the cook, with a dab of flour on her nose, answered. "'What have you been doing to yourself, cook?' asked the gardener, with a laugh. "'Why, is anything wrong?' she asked, rather surprised. "'Your nose is dabbed with flour,' went on Patrick. "'Oh, that!' laughed the cook. "'You see, Madeline is going to have a party, and I'm so busy making cookies and cakes that it's a wonder flour isn't all over my face as well as on my nose. But what have you there?' she asked, seeing the bunny in Patrick's hand. "'Madeline's candy rabbit,' answered the gardener. I don't know how it got in my barrow of grass, but I brought him back. Is Madeline in?" "'Yes, I'll call her,' said the cook. And when the little girl came running out and saw her bunny, she was much surprised. "'Why, how did you get him, Patrick?' she asked. "'I left him up on the bathroom window-sill to dry after he fell into the bathtub.' "'Ah, that accounts for it, then,' laughed the gardener. The wind must have blown him out of the window, and he fell into my barrow just as I set it down to rest. Well, it's lucky I had grass in the barrow instead of stones. 
If your rabbit had fallen on them, he might have broken off his ears. That would have been dreadful, exclaimed Madeline. Oh, thank you so much, Patrick, for bringing my bunny back to me. Well, keep him safe now you have him, advised Patrick. Then he went off whistling and trundling his empty wheelbarrow, and once more the candy rabbit was back with Madeline, where he belonged, and thankful to be there. "'You are nice and dry now,' said the little girl, as she looked over her Easter toy. "'And you didn't get any more grass stains on you when you fell out of the window. Your ear is still a little bent, but that only makes you look more stylish. Now I am going to put a new pink ribbon on your neck, because the one I took off when I was going to wash you is all soiled. I'll put a new ribbon on you, and then you may come to the party tomorrow. Madeline told her mother how the rabbit had fallen out of the window. Then the little girl got a pretty pink ribbon, and, after tying it on his neck, she again showed her Easter present to Mirabel and Dorothy. "'He looks as good as new,' said Mirabel. "'Yes,' agreed Dorothy. "'I guess falling into the bathtub and the wheelbarrow of grass did him good.' "'And we'll have lots of fun at the party.' said Madeline. Now I will put my rabbit away, and we'll get ready for a good time. The rabbit was set on a shelf in a dark closet. Well, goodness knows I am glad to be by myself for a while and keep quiet, thought the sugary chap, as he sat down on the shelf in the dark. I have had enough of adventures for a day or two. I wonder if there is anyone here to whom I can talk. I wish that Sawdust Doll or the Bold Tin Soldier or the Calico Clown were here, they would love to hear me tell of what has happened." Madeline and her girl-friends spent the rest of that day and part of the next one getting ready for the party, and at last the time came to have it. Madeline was all dressed up, and she brought her candy rabbit out of the closet and smoothed the ribbon on his neck. "'Tinkle, tinkle, tinkle!' rang the doorbell. "'Oh, here come Dorothy and Dick to the party!' cried Madeline, running to meet her friends. She carried the candy rabbit with her. Dorothy had her sawdust doll, but the white rocking-horse was too large for Dick to bring over. One after another more children came to the party, among them Mirabel and Arnold. Mirabel did not bring her lamb on wheels, for the same reason that Dick left his horse at home. The lamb was a little too large for a house-party, though she would fit very well on the lawn. But Arnold, who was Mirabel's brother, brought something to the party. It was the bold tin soldier, the captain of the tin soldiers, of whom Arnold had a whole box. And while the little girls who had come to Madeline's party were smoothing out their dresses and looking at their dolls and talking to one another, Arnold walked off with Dick to a corner of the room. "'Look what I have,' whispered Arnold, showing the bold tin soldier. "'Why did you bring him?' Dick wanted to know. "'So if we don't like the games the girls play, we can go off in a room by ourselves and have fun with my soldier.' was the answer. But maybe we'll have some fun anyhow." "'Let me hold your soldier for a while,' begged Dick, and Arnold handed over the captain. After a while the little boys went back to where the other children were, and all began to play games. Madeline set her candy rabbit on the table near Dorothy's sawdust doll, and the two toys looked at each other. All sorts of games were played. One was Hide the Thimble and when it was Madeline's turn to hide it, she put it right between the front legs of her candy rabbit as he sat on the table. Not one of the boys or girls thought of looking there for it, so they had to give up, and it was Madeline's turn to hide it again. This time she put the thimble on top of the head of Dorothy's sawdust doll, who had on a new blue ribbon in honour of the party. 
It was a gold thimble that the children were playing with, and the sawdust doll, catching sight of her reflection in the glass over one of the pictures in the room, noted this fact. "'That golden gleam against the blue of my ribbon is certainly very pretty and becoming,' she thought. "'I hope Dorothy will notice it and will get a gold ornament for my hair. I like to be a toy, but sometimes it is a great nuisance not to be able to tell your little girl and boy parents what you would like to have them do.' All this time the children were hunting for the thimble, and, though it was in plain sight, it was not until some time afterward that Mirabel saw it. After the thimble game the children played Blind Man's Buff, Puss in the Corner, and Going to Jerusalem. Pretty soon it was time to eat ice cream and cake. That is one of the nicest times at a party, I think, and Dick, Arnold, and Herbert, as well as the other boys and girls, thought the same thing, I am sure. While they were in another room, eating the good things, the Candy Rabbit and the Sawdust Doll were left to themselves. "'I have been wanting to talk to you for the longest time,' said the Sawdust Doll. "'And I have so many things to tell you,' said the Candy Rabbit. "'Such remarkable adventures!' He started to hop across the table, to get nearer to the Sawdust Doll, but he did not see the thimble which the children had been playing with, and which had been left on the table. The Candy Rabbit jumped on the thimble, which rolled out from under his paws. "'Oh, look out! You're going to fall!' cried the Sawdust Doll. And down fell the Candy Rabbit. End of chapter 9